1: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
0: This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com.
1: Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Task Cam. Sound thinking.
2: to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is The Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. And this week, I'm going to introduce her as a Jedi because of the book we're about to to call. But you know her as an author. You know her as a host, mainly at Celebration, but I believe a host at a few other conventions as well. Uh, Used to be an editor um, at Nerdist
1: still am
2: still am my correction um so editor a jack of all master of all um and that voice you heard was amy ratcliffe how's everyone doing tonight
1: Thank you for that lovely introduction, Mike. And I'm sorry I just jumped in and cut you off.
0: (laughs) You fit right in on the show. We do that all the time. (laughs) He's used to it. We do that to him all the time.
1: Amazing. I'm right on track. Well, thank you all for having me on the show. I really appreciate it.
2: So I said Jedi. And for me, I'm glad... um, Chronicle Books sent us a preview copy of this because it has come in useful for me in this last week, week and a half with I'm what so I'm d-
1: happy to hear that.
2: Especially with my day job, uh, most listeners know, but I'll let you know. Uh, I'm an audio engineer at Ep- at Walt Disney World at Webcot, at Epcot. Uh, if I could talk at right Webcot. now at Webcot, too. Um, that a new place. And, and with everything that we've had happening in the world of Disney parks in the last couple of weeks. Um, stress has been a major thing. So your book, the J- star Wars, the Jedi mind secrets from the force for balance and peace has been wonderful for me to help relieve some of that stress.
1: Well, I am so sorry that you and your fellow cast members are going through yeah all oh. of this um, in the first place, but. I'm glad the book helped a little.
2: <laughs> so what what led to the idea behind this book?
1: You know, the Jedi mind came from a few different places. One was wanting to work with my editor at Chronicle Books again. I worked with Steve Makis on Star Wars Women of the Galaxy and just had a lovely time. He is a tremendously talented gentleman and very patient and just lovely. So there was that part of it. And he and I had been talking about... Kind of what we could do next together and what we could do that made that kind of would be like a lifestyle book and we were talking about the clone wars fortune cookies at first like so the the little words of wisdom that appear at the beginning of every clone yeah. wars episode and like trying ah, to yes. think like could we do something with those because they're very applicable to yeah r- real life as well as galactic civil, or you know clone wars um i guess and That led to kind of conversation about mindfulness. Steve and I, um, or I won't speak for Steve, but I'm a pretty anxious person, and I had been talking about how meditating um, was really kind of helping me out. And that kind of led to discussing mindfulness and the Force, and the way the Jedi teach the Force, and the way that people like Maz Kanata and and Sheerit and others who aren't necessarily Jedi but know the Force, the way they talk about it. And from there, it was a very natural we we re- we realize like this this feels like a natural fit mindfulness though that word doesn't exist of course in the star wars galaxy it goes really in hand with hand in hand rather with the forest, uh, Qui-Gon is a great example of a, almost everything he says is a lesson right. in mindfulness. So it was a really when you had like when the idea came about, we're like, oh, actually, this is this is pretty perfect.
2: OK, I almost want to compare this to uh, like almost like a chicken soup for the soul or, um, or what or the, the Tao of poo, the Tao of poo.
1: Oh, yes. The latter and, especially, I think.
2: And, and I think to have a, a Star Wars version, um, I like I like the others, especially being a, a Disney fan and <laughs> Disney cast member. But, you know, Star Wars is, you know, what is my first fandom that I got into to hit on something that is more touching the core for me. I'm more inclined to keep going back to this, and I let April know, uh, our PR person from Chronicle, that I have this preview copy on my iPad, so I have it when I need it at work. Aw. So, to keep it – It's that's how much I love this book, and I, I actually used it today Um I don't remember which one I used, but I, I was thumbing through it today, just wanted to get back up to speed for tonight. But I had a couple stressful moments today and I just needed the, the chance to sit and, and relax. And and oh, this book helps.
1: You have no idea how happy that makes me because that's really what I wanted from the book because it's, you know, it's by no means an academic text or a comprehensive guide to mindfulness because that's a huge world to dip into. And I really just kind of wanted to make it like a um I call it a sampler platter because those are my like favorite things to order appetizer wise at a restaurant is when you can get a little bit of everything and
3: yeah, yeah. see what
1: you like best and then try to steal all the stuff you like best for yourself. Um not that I do that, um but if you if you have anything fried on a sampler platter, I'm, I'm taking it all. Um <laughs> but <laughs> I really wanted to make it bite-sized and something that you could, you know, flip through and and you don't have to read the book in order and – I really just wanted to offer these little exercises that anyone could try. You don't need any special equipment and then root it in Star Wars because, no. uh, you know, it, the Star Wars, um, the force, George Lucas has talked about how some of that is based on Eastern religions. And when you look at mindfulness, kind of one of the the pioneers of mindfulness is a Buddhist monk named Thich Nhat Hanh. So uh, it's just it, it works so well and I think for me, like I am sometimes more open to concepts when I learn about them through a fictional whatever it is that I like through that lens. And it makes it more palatable and easier for me to wrap my head around. And so that's my that was my hope with this book, that Star Wars kind of makes that a little more welcoming to step into and that that really the ultimate uh, end game was that it would give people even a moment of peace and i'd be happy so mike i'm i'm sorry that you have been stressed and, and had a lot going on but i really appreciate that it's
2: well fortunately for our listeners they could get this book november 10th if i remember right is when it comes out yep correct and when you do i highly recommend order or, or go to your local bookstore and pick up your physical copy but if you have a tablet or even a, everyone's got a cell phone Get the digital copy as well. That way you have it with you whenever you need it. That way you you don't ruin your nice hard copy at home, but you have a digital copy whenever you need it. And it's right there because you will find out you will need it. There will be times you need it.
1: <laughs> well, I like that suggestion too, um, I, for a lot of reasons, because yay. Thank you anyone supporting the book. I super appreciate, but because the exercises are, you know, um, on the, for the most part, relatively short things you can do and, and that you don't need any extra gadgets or, or equipment for if you're like waiting in line or waiting in, in, you know, in a waiting room or whatever it is. And you're just like, oh, is there something I could be doing right now to practice mindfulness? There it sure is. Um, and yes. you can flip through and find something.
2: See, I think the the next companion for this is an app for a mobile app that shows you the exercises as well.
1: I support this wholeheartedly. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I just got to put that in someone's ear. (laughs)
2: Well, we've put it out there to the universe, so hopefully,
1: yeah,
0: the force will bring it back. Um, flipping through here now, anybody who's anybody who's listening to this is a Star Wars fan, so we know at any point, at any time in the movie, you can flip to um, any spot within a minute or two. You're going to get a quote that would have made that would be great for something like this. So that that part, I mean, narrowing it down had to be a um, a chore to actually figure out what quotes you wanted to use. But when it comes to the actual practices themselves, now is that something? Um, you came up with, or do you have? Um, do you were you working with someone who actually teaches mindfulness and things, or have you studied it for a long time? Or how did you come about that? Actually, coming up with the practices on telling people how to actually apply this to your lives—the concepts from the galaxy far, far away.
1: Gosh, a little bit of both. So when I was, you know, kind of in the early stages with this book, one of the first people I talked to was my uh, Lattes with Leia podcast co-host, actually, Dre Doctor Drea Um, She's a clinical psychologist. And she works at UCLA here in California and specifically works a lot with students uh, in a center that's focused on mindfulness and resilience. So, you know, early days with her were. Making sure that the idea held water and that it just didn't sound ridiculous and like kind of talking with her, too, and learning that, you know, there is a lot of science behind mindfulness and how it can improve mental health, but also how your body reacts to physical ailments as well. And we started talking about practices and and obviously people, you know, the, in the field that she had learned from and read about. And that was a great starting point for research. And then it's, it's uh, I, I always love research because it's exciting. I learn things, but it, it's uh, dangerous isn't the right word, but it can be a rabbit hole. And I'm very good at falling into rabbit holes, which is wonderful when you're learning, um, not so wonderful when you actually need to like get on top of things and turn stuff in on a deadline. Uh, but so I went down this whole rabbit hole and between talking with her, the, the things that I had learned previously through meditation, largely, because um, that is a way to it's not the only way to practice practice mindfulness, but it's a way that really works for me. And just through research and kind of using her as a sounding board. So many of the exercises are kind of existing ones in the mindfulness world or they've just become um, like recently more prevalent, something like forest bathing, for example, that's mm-hmm. a more recent ish practice um, named and developed and studied in Japan, and I really wanted to include it. So a little bit of everything, but man, I have a, a stack of books. It was kind of fun. It was like you know, because when I wrote *Women of the Galaxy*, that's Star Wars. Um, so that was my research. And writing this, though, it felt like being back in in school in a good way, and, and digging up a ton of books and taking notes. And it was actually it was really fun, and the most relaxing kind of research. <laughs> what it's like as far as the topic to study.
4: So was it was it challenging at all to put it all together?
1: You know, normally, so I say that I, and I, I know I'm not alone in this. As a writer, I'm a writer who likes having written the best. Um, writing, the actual writing, is sometimes a struggle. But with this book, it was, you know, I did all the research. I made a list, you know, that list of quotes that you mentioned that I had to narrow down, which was long, and a list of practices. Mm. Figured out what I thought would go best together, and then just like t- timing wise, the way it worked out with a deadline and, and, and life, I had just had a major surgery. I had open heart surgery last year and I had a long wow. recovery period for that. As you might imagine, I certainly underestimated it, uh, cause I am <laughs> foolish. Um, but it kind of worked out that my, my deadline was going to be approaching kind of towards the end of my recovery period. And, you know, I got through about a month of not doing a lot except sleeping on the couch with my cats and, and watching TV. But once my kind of came out of that, because there was a brain fog aspect of it too, that once I kind of came out, came out of that, I was like, okay, I'm going to see if I can work on this book. And it went, I, 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 I don't know why I'm acting like I can jinx it when it's already, ha- when it already happened, but it went so smoothly that I've <laughs> like, just like never had a more lovely writing experience so much so that I turned it in a week early and I'm I'm someone who turns things in on the due date and not a minute before <laughs> normally um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I credit it to the topic cuz it was just really a joy to write about.
2: Since you said you had open heart surgery while you were working on this book, did you end up finding uh stuff you were putting in this book helpful uh the exercises helpful to do on your own while recovering?
1: Oh, uh 100% and even going into it as well because you know mindfulness is very much about being present in the moment and not ruminating on the past or like spiraling spiraling about the future. And of course, going into something like this, you know, I don't have a, I'm not young, but I'm relatively young for that kind of surgery. So I didn't really have a lot of people to talk to about what it's like. And looking that up on the internet is bad idea because it's all the worst stories about everything that goes wrong. Um, so I had a lot of fear of the unknown. And because of my research up to that point and my practices and I think just honing that because it is a constant practice mindfulness you have to kind of keep up with it for for it to be effective um and at that point I was you know in it it definitely helped me like not I didn't really have a solid freak out until the night before surgery okay um and and past Amy without those kind of tools in my kit would have been freaking out like for the like four three to four months I knew I was going to have (laughs) a surgery
4: understandable did did you give your heart pillow
2: a name
1: i didn't get a heart pillow it isn't that bs i know i heard people talk about like that when i did look things up the internet that seemed like a pretty like but i'm like no 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 heart pillows so i had a um i have from star wars weekends at disney Walt disney world uh-huh. a jedi star a Jedi stitch plush. So okay. it's, I'm sorry, Yoda stitch. So oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I had, uh, my, my husband bring that to the hospital and I just hugged that all the time. And mm-hmm. 99% of the nurses were confused about what that was about, but
2: <laughs> it's like, it's a nice firm pillow for when I cough or exactly. I, my, my father-in-law a month before my wife and I got married, had quadruple bypass surgery.
3: Oh gosh.
2: And, uh, he, he, he had his heart pillow. I don't remember what he named it. Um, but that for that first month, that was the saving grace.
1: Yeah, it was really Mm -hmm. important. Once I got home, I transitioned to, I have a a big Baymax plush. That's like a little more like the the texture is better. Um, so it was kind of, I used that too when I was like being driven to appointments and just cuddling my Baymax plush in the backseat, like the adult that I am. Um, but it really helped
2: yeah it, some some of the Disney plushers are right at that perfect firmness. yes, so when you get gypped and not get your heart pillow, you've got the geek alternative. <laughs>
1: but you have backups so yeah
2: um so how long did it did it take to come up with the concept for for this book?
1: You know and, and kind of the way that that publishing works so far in my experience is you talk about things for a long time. And then people have to approve them (laughs) for a long time. And then suddenly it's due the next day is how it feels. So, you know, I think from the early days when I talked with Steve, when we just started to kind of have that like, hey, let's work together. What could it be conversation to Actually, like it's time for me to write this, or hey, we have official approval. I feel like it was. Let me think. That was like May or June. It was probably like three to five months. Just kind of like we knew it was happening, so I had a ton of time to research and and get my that list of quotes and exercises together and try them out to see if they, if they actually made sense. And of course, like not every exercise works for me as it probably won't for if all the exercises work for a single person, like, cool, but I definitely wanted a variety because not all of them may resonate. Um, So yeah, I think it was like three to five months. But honestly, anything before this year, which has been a decade, um, is hard for me to (laughs) – I'm like (laughs) – so I think that was about the window. And then I was like, hurry up and write.
2: Hey, April was five years just by itself.
1: Truly, though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, one of the cool things
0: I saw in this book is um, all the illustrations. They're beautiful. Uh, did Gorgeous. you have any say in um, the artists you guys brought in to do the illustrations, or um, on what you wanted her to do, or is that did that fully come from Chronicle? How'd that work?
1: Well, I just want to back you up in saying they are stunning and. I hope Chronicle, uh, it's another ear I need to like (laughs) whisper into is like, please make prints of these. Yes. Um, Yes. Right. So it's there by Christina Chung and she was one of the artists who contributed to women of the galaxy. So I had worked with her a little. And so had my editor, Steve, and we were kind of, you know, Steve and I had discussed, like we wanted illustrations. We we thought that would be kind of a lovely companion to the exercises, but we wanted a specific style and that, We wanted them to be a little, uh, what's the right, minimalist, a little muted. We didn't like want a a bright red color slapping you across the face when you're trying to uh, do a breathing exercise or something. And uh, so when we thought about like the style that we wanted, Christina came to mind very quickly because she just she just draws in, in such a calming way. I know that's a weird way to describe like art on paper but it's so soothing yeah and you know when i I wrote the book i wasn't sure we knew we weren't going to do illustrations for everything but i didn't know like what percentage of ones we could do illustrations for or which ones they would be so when i i tried to when i wrote include like an illustration note for everything that were you know everything from ah this pick i'm meditating not really helpful or um if i was like maybe looking at a specific um, moment or scene like uh, I didn't have a screen cap at that moment but like Ray meditating um, surrounded by floating rocks in the Rise of Skywalker or I think there was a reference for an Anakin or an Ahsoka pose like a screen cap I, I included in there from Clone Wars and yeah, that was kind of that one. yes that yeah so and that was kind of you know I put those notes in there and then Steve was the one who communicated directly with Christina and, and you know Figured out the details, and of course, Lucasfilm has to approve. I think there were a lot of conversations um, that I didn't get looped until later about the length of Yoda's nails <laughs> um, to make sure. <laughs> oh, we joked that you know what, Yoda's been stuck at home too. He hasn't time hasn't had time to go out and get his. Manicure. He's practicing physical distancing. Um, so <laughs> it was largely like so I put those notes in helpful as they may or may not have been probably the latter. And then Christina just um, almost cursed. Uh, she absolutely crushed it. <laughs> absolutely is not what I was going <laughs> to say for a second. Um, Because she did a killer job, and then the design of the book—I feel like the the nice blues and and greens—and I think it all really ties together. Uh, I mean, I'm biased, of course, but I think it ties together. Like, ah,
0: I see the picture now that you're talking about with Yoda with the nails. Yes. It, <laughs> once you mentioned that, now it jumps out at you.
2: It, it's the same one that's on the cover, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yes. uh,
2: or no? Possibly. It's in the. La- it's basically the last
1: illustration in the book, also. Yeah, I think there were a couple of me. I'm looking now too. Yeah, oh, yeah that is the one on the cover. Yeah. yeah so I know see, one
2: though. I would love so to. S- still- I would love to see that whole sketch done, or that whole illustration done as a plush. With with the circle behind the head, that whole thing done as a plush.
0: Almost as a pillow, a shaped pillow. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Well, the one I'm looking at right now is I want these Ewoks as a t-shirt.
1: Yay. That was one, like, as soon as I came up with, like, forest bathing, I'm like, I know Ewoks don't necessarily have a lot to do with the forest, but they're perfect for forest bathing. Um, and I just selfishly really wanted an Ewok illustration in there, and it's so cool. It turned out so well. And we wanted to like do a variety of characters. I think Qui-Gon ended up here in a couple times because, like yeah. I said, he's he's kind of a mindful a mindfulness teacher, um, in in the in a Jedi disguise. But I really wanted to make sure, like, okay, let's can we get Kanan in here? Um, how about Finn? What are some other, like, let's not just have it be Qui Gon and Yoda over and over again?
2: I think one, um, of, my, I think one of my favorite illustrations is uh, the women of the Urso clan.
1: Yeah, I was just looking yeah. at that one. Oh, I love it.
2: Uh, that one's, I would love to get that one for my daughter. Right? As we a you.
1: The backgrounds Christina did are just so subtle and. Yeah, she's just really talented. Like, how dare she? Um, But that's what I tell. Like, I've been telling people like you get the book. First thing you do flip through and look at all the pictures and then you can go back and and read because I hope they do something with these images.
2: All these have like a fabric texture feel to them, which I think is great. Yeah, I think
1: that you could do a whole series of T-shirts
0: just out of this book. Yeah.
1: I also, I'm like, they could easily put these like in a journal Yeah. or oh, yeah. like cards well, with the practices on them.
0: That's another that great like idea. A journal is something that goes right mm. with this.
1: Right, I like that we're just like handling. Yeah. Like we just need to like talk to Chronicles merchandising team because I think we got it figured out.
0: A whole okay. series of things that go with this that because pillows and stuff help and yeah. Now, one character that actually I saw here that I was kind of surprised. I mean, it makes sense when you read through the thing. Is you actually have Saj Ventress in here too?
1: Yeah, because I really well uh, kind of you know again comes from that selfish um, point of view where I really like Saj Ventress and. I really, you know, I thought it'd be interesting because we kind of consider, uh, we don't consider her through much of the Clone Wars. She is a dark side user. She's allied with Dooku and goes on a whole journey. But, you know, by the time we we do meet her, even in you know, the end of Clone Wars, uh, season five, not the end, the, the new end, actual end. Um, but when Ahsoka's on the run, she's kind of on the fence. When she's working with a bounty hunter, she's kind of on the fence. And then Dark Disciple, you kind of get more of that. So I'm like, I just, I want Ventress. I think, you know, she has some valid points of view. She's been through a lot. And I have my issues with with Dark Disciple for sure. But I think that that quote of hers is that you always have a choice to be better. You always have a choice to pick the right path is, uh, like you said, like, you know, once you kind of think through it, I'm like, oh, it fits with this, but. I didn't, yeah. you know, I think that was the only Ventress quote I had on my list.
0: Yeah, because in general, you don't think of dark side users as being mindful and being in the moment. It's very much get it done and get moving and very strong um, negative emotions and stuff. And it's like, seems like for my mindfulness, you want to kind of stay away from some of that.
1: Yeah, generally, I think that's the, the actual dark side of mindfulness, right? Um, but yeah, I, I figured Ventress and she was, had we got more of her, maybe been on a path towards more. Uh, more of even uh, even more of a path towards redemption i was like this and this is a good quote and it's a good thing to remember and you can make a choice about um well a million things every day but you can make a choice about big things every day too and and how you're going to react to them and um making a choice and, and being in the moment to do that and And not just doing something because it's the way you've always done it or because somebody says you should, like, it's very mindfulness. Um, And then pairing that with a posture pose is just, you know, there were some I really wanted to try in most cases as much as I could to relate the exercise to the quote. And as someone who slouches a lot, I really wanted to put that one in there. I have terrible posture.
2: (laughs) Was it was it hard coming up with what quotes to use in the book?
1: Um, Yes and no, more to the point um, that, as you mentioned earlier, that there were uh, so many. Um, And I had, you know, started out with the obvious ones, the Qui-Gon's, the Yoda's, the Ahsoka's, and the the, the more obvious ones in the films and TV series. But I I wanted to get a little into, um, you know, the publishing material, that world. If I could, I wanted to bring in. I knew I'm like, I'm pretty sure Bendu has something good to say. So I went back and revisited the Bendu episodes of Star Wars Rebels. And it's kind of one of those things when you start, you're like, oh, how many am I going to come up with? Uh, and then you make the list and you're like, oh, so, so many, um, so many. And I say one of the the hardest thing or harder things is I knew there were. Um, bits from Rise of Skywalker That I wanted to include So I think the second time I saw That film because I only did I only see it twice I think so I took a notepad To the theater so I could I could write Some of those quotes as they were happening because You know that wasn't out on Was it ho- I'm like I don't think it hit home Release till we were like in the final stages of uh-huh. You know like right. Setting the book in, in, into, into print Um
2: well, I, I loved how you got Jacosta New in it Yes uh, were were there any that you wanted any Jedi uh, that you wanted to put in it that either just never made the cut on your end or Lucasfilm said, yeah, no.
1: Um, definitely not from Lucasfilm, but they were more like. So I really, um, you know, you look through. I, I love uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and we get just more time with more Jedi in that animated series because there are so many episodes versus just in the prequel. So in the prequel, so I really was trying to look, I'm like, okay, what about like Adi Gallia or, or Ki-Adi Mundi or other, and it was just a matter of, they didn't have, they didn't say wise words that fit my needs. Um, but I definitely <laughs> combed through so many transcripts of Clone Wars episodes to try to find something for for like Shakti or like these different characters because I, I wanted a variety, but yeah, a lot of times in Clone Wars, there are more Jedi, but they are they uh, are training clones. They are in a war, or rather, in a war. Well, they are in a war, but are in battle, and it's a lot of action phrases, and there are words of wisdom, but didn't quite didn't quite work, and I didn't. I really made an effort to try not to. Um, uh, for that's terrible, but it's going to be I I don't mean this to be a pun, but I didn't want to force. Um, connections where there, you know, was I didn't want to like right. make it like happen just because I wanted to include a quote.
2: Did you only out of curiosity? Because I I absolutely loved this book. Um, did you get a chance to listen to the Dooku Jedi Lost book for for like the early when Dooku was a Jedi or Saphedius Sifo-Dyas or Saphedius's master, which her name escapes from my head at the moment.
1: Sorry, I'm just blinking because I'm trying to think of her name. I was just.
2: I will look it up
4: you. while,
1: while yeah, you're answering you. the question. It was just, and, um, and the answer is I have listened to that, but it was, I think I didn't listen. What is time? Because um, that came out, did it come out this year or last year? It was last
2: Last year, year I believe. I think it was last year. 2019, October 2019.
1: Yeah, so I wow, have listened. A year ago now, uh,
2: yeah, that feels October like 1st. So long mm-hmm. October first um, ago. October first,
1: yeah, because I remember I was I was listening to that when I was working at Disney at that time, and I had some a couple long commutes back and forth to Anaheim, um, even though I I normally worked out of Glendale, but I listened to Dooku yeah, that I listed. But by then I'd already made my <laughs>
2: uh, like Quotes Lenny Costana.
1: Yes, and she had a because she had a pet. Not a pet, but a companion Convore, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. There's that a lot of Star so. Wars
1: and it runs together. And I have a memory like a, 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 a sieve.
4: That, that's my problem. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I'm always amazed when so many people I see like pertain... Well, retain information, period, but retain it to the point where they can answer, like, the most minute trivia questions. And like, how, oh, please, can I have your brain? Because mine just doesn't do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, depending on if it's something that is very unique or... Obscure that trivia fact for Star Wars or whatever, even Marvel or um, other other things sticks with me. But the more obvious is like, yeah, I I know it, but I can't recall it quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like any of the trivia
0: stuff is uh, it just comes down to you gotta you need some warm up stuff to get your brain working in that fashion to start bringing up specific facts.
1: Oh, that's a good point.
2: And and then our icebreaker that we use when we have other podcasters on, which tonight you don't. Well, you do qualify, but we're here to talk about your book. Uh, We use uh, Star Wars Family Feud as a game for.
4: Yeah, I'm not so sure that helps with the memory, though.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, but it it gets you thinking because that some questions you think very Star Wars. Other questions like what you think you if you think Star Wars you have failed at the question <laughs> it, it, it's it's pretty intense um with this book how much would you say um you you want the the reader to kind of um engulf themselves, uh, sort of like you do when you go to Galaxy's Edge, uh, be it Anaheim or or here in Florida, uh, where I'm at, um, where this is almost like a guide into the force.
1: I I love that idea. And, um, you know, I have to be very mindful of emphasizing uh, that. Something that came up when I wrote the book that I thought was funny is like the force is not it doesn't exist in real life and I'm like I'm pretty sure everyone knows that but I'll make sure I I, I drive that point home um, but I think it is you know the Jedi for as misguided as I, as I believe they were the code is it's a fine start and it's a fine guideline and. You know, when I, I talk about Qui-Gon a lot, but I certainly see him as kind of, you know, in Yoda, too, at later dates, because Yoda, of course, learned from Qui-Gon when he was a, a force spirit. But I like the way that Qui-Gon looks at the force. I like the way he talks about the force. And yeah. when he, I, I, of course, don't want to be like, I think Qui-Gon understands the force better than every Jedi. Um, I mean, he probably does because he's the best. Um, but in the way that I also view the force. It just, I, I strongly relate to um, Qui-Gon not getting lost in it, not letting uh, it, it bind him, not letting the rules of the order bind him. Anyway, so I kind of looked to him as my model. <laughs> And I think the things he teaches, he teaches to Obi-Wan, like his teachings, I guess, the whole book, yes, the Force, yes, but specifically think about the Force the way Qui-Gon does when it's about being in the present. It's not about looking to the future and and getting distracted. Luke, for example, and Dagobah with his training, and it's very much about being open to the world around you. And I, I do think we all kind of, you know, are connected in some way. And little things like being mindful of, you know, whether you're you're training in a, a swamp with Yoder, or you're just like taking a, a walk through your local park, being mindful of the environment around you um, and being curious about it and not being distracted by your worries, um, what your friends are doing, how like, oh, I thought I'd be done with this training already. I thought I'd be done with this walk. I'm just doing this to get this in. and um not getting distracted by your phone or a podcast and just being there uh you'll just having an a, more of an awareness of of your place and how you're moving through the world and you know, I know that's not exactly the force, but it it does help you feel more connected to you know, that broad everything, right. in my opinion. Right. And mindfulness really helps with that. Okay. That was a rambling answer, and I hope no, it made sense. No,
2: it, it did make sense. <laughs> it, it it did. What? Since this book isn't a a book that would be placed into Star Wars canon, just because of the nature of the book, right. um. How much back and forth did you have to do with Lucasfilm? Because um, we've, we've talked to other authors, and of course, their books were going into canon and helping develop new canon. And they're like, "Yeah, Lucasfilm was right on us." Going, "Yep, you could do this. Nope, you can't do that, et cetera. What was the process like with you with this particular book? Since it's you know that whole different direction.
1: Yeah, it is a little different. Like, right, I got a little more of a taste of those experiences with my when I wrote my short story from. Uh, For from a certain point of view in in my Star Wars kids book, because those were the first times I was writing, you know, in the universe and naming creatures or, or talking about how characters that we already know what they're doing interact with. So that is different. And I definitely still, uh, there are always going to be notes, um, always and always from, from Lucasfilm. And in this case, it was, you know, notes about kind of just making that delineation between like, hey, we, we are very aware and mindfulness does not happen in Star Wars. Like that's not a word that exists in that galaxy as the force does not exist in ours. So in this kind of book, specifically this book, it was kind of making sure that, you know, we're, we are connecting the two. We are providing exercises, but we're not, for example, going to put Mace Windu in um, a yoga pose. Uh, cause yoga doesn't exist in the star Wars galaxy. So that was actually a thing that we went <laughs> back and forth and talked like talked about. That's, we didn't have that specific example, but with one of the stretching things we kind of wanted to do, like we had to be careful and they're like, but is stretching, are people going to think that's yoga? I'm like, that stretches can be stretches. It's okay. <laughs> um, I think we all know there's not a yoga center, uh, tucked away on Coruscant. Uh, well, maybe there is Coruscant is a, is a yeah. large city planet. Um,
4: there's, a, there's yeah, at least, you never know.
2: there's at least 13, 13 levels.
1: <laughs> right. So somebody has got to be practicing whatever, whatever the star Wars version of yoga is. So the notes I got in this were, you know, along that line and, and kind of making sure, um, I think they favored some quotes over others. I included a few, uh, you know, from the rise of Skywalker when, when Ray has her kind of, uh, audio version of a, of, of a force vision, yeah. Um, you hear different characters in there. you hear Kane and you hear Ahsoka. And so I had some of those and we ultimately like decided like something like that might be better as to break up the pages. So we have some pages in the book that are just, you know, single quotes, um, kind of like splash page isn't the right word. Um, so yeah, notes we got were kind of like, Oh, maybe try this quote as a splash page. Um, Very minimal, though, compared to like when you write fiction. If that, yeah, that was again rambling answers. I'm so good at rambling answers.
2: No, it's great,
1: it works. Okay, good.
2: Um, since you said Lucasfilm kept reminding you mindfulness is not a word in Star Wars, uh, and technically yoga is not a thing in Star Wars, um. Was it easy to to explain to in throughout the book that while this is not a thing in Star Wars, if the force was here, our version of the force is mindfulness when it comes to the meditative side of the force?
1: Yeah, very much so. I, I didn't um, use those exact words, but I should have. Um, so <laughs> why weren't you, Why didn't we have this conversation months ago before the book was published, Mike?
2: I don't know. Um, I don't know. I was on furlough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I did do a lot of like, I don't remember now how much of that got cut because I might have overdone it, like mentioning like, though, obviously you can't move a rock with your mind in real life. um, It does translate like to, you know, to try to kind of do it that way. And I should say, like, you know, Lucasfilm was very kind and actually very supportive of the book. And they didn't give me that. Well, they did get the yoga note pretty exactly, um, <laughs> but that they didn't give so much the note exactly about the mindfulness. That was just a an interpretation of mine. Where we're like being aware that uh, there are no certified mindfulness teachers in the galaxy. Um,
2: well, when you when you say yoga doesn't exist in the Star Wars universe, I wonder if Tai Chi does. Since I, I since it's like a it Eastern another another Eastern influence.
4: At least by a yeah, I would think they would have it. A, I would think they would have a type of it. Yeah. I would imagine.
0: Maybe that's where where Taz Kasi comes in. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that is. Yeah, just like a a different a different name. Now I really, if I ever get the opportunity to write a fiction story in Star Wars again, I really want to pitch. The <laughs> Star Wars version of a yoga teacher, <laughs> um, and call it something else.
2: <laughs> go, go, Yado
1: perfect Art form
2: I don't know if there was a way to get it in
0: there I think diamond Dallas page would have figured out how to do it <laughs>
2: that's, that's true um since you brought it up it, it is a book that has that's already out let's talk a little bit uh while we got some time about uh the women of star wars
1: Please. So when did I write that? 2018 is when that came out. Star Wars Woman of the Galaxy. That was my my first book. And what a dream project to be my first book. And it highlights highlights 75 female characters from Star Wars, from mm-hmm. uh, the films to the animated series to the comics, to the games, to the books. Um, as much as, as we could cram in, basically. And my favorite part about the book is that it includes... A, Pieces by 18 different artists And that Lucasfilm did a cool thing And that you know of course like Leia Looks like Leia looks like Carrie Fisher um, But they let artists kind of retain Their own individual styles So I, I, I call it Like looking through like The most beautifully curated um, Star Wars, like fan art hashtag that you could imagine because, you know, all these, everyone is, is getting paid to do it. So it's not exactly fan art, it's official, it's licensed. But everybody gets to do it like their own, like Christina's illustrations and that are beautiful and everybody just kind of gets to bring their own, um, different techniques and style. And it's just right. a beautiful book. Well,
2: with that being your first book, was it challenging or overwhelming yes. to go into it?
1: <laughs> yes. On um, both counts. Um, <laughs> and we really, you know, when Steve and I, um, cause I work with Steve on that book as well, when we started figuring that one out, we didn't want it to be an encyclopedia because, Lots of character encyclopedias exist, Wikipedia Wikipedia exists, and that's all great. Like, I don't, you know, that's done and it's, it's done well. So we kind of were trying to find that line of how do we talk about these characters without just making it a she did this and then she did this and that and so i tried to combine kind of some personality traits with some highlights of of what we've seen of them in the story with some behind the scenes facts sometimes or some interview tidbits with the people who play them or voice them sometimes and so figuring out the tone um for a way that that made sense for us and for lucasfilm was super challenging and And then the the other ways it was challenging was in you know, somebody like Leia, right? You have a very long we've seen all of her life uh, darn near all of her life in in Star Wars storytelling now. Well, I guess we have technically, because we've we, we haven't seen her her like middle grade years, I guess, because <laughs> we saw her born, and then we picked up in Leia, Princess of Alder on when she's a teen. And from there, we kind of know what's up
2: we We so, might have in Star Wars detours so that stuck around.
1: oh. Star Wars Deep horse. Mm-hmm. Hey, it uh, still exists. Oh yeah. Somewhere it's out there. So at
0: some point Dizzy's going to look in the vault and say, "Wait a minute, what is that? Why didn't we never put this out?"
1: From from your mouth to Mickey Mouse's ears. Sir, um so, yeah, that was a challenge. Like you had a character like Leia where there was just so much ground to cover. And then you would go to a character like Cammie Marstrap, was in a deleted scene from A New Hope and in the radio drama. And that was pretty much it. Um, yeah. So you kind of had that like on either end of the spectrum. It was, you know, I, I loved a character where I'm like, oh, this is a manageable amount of information and, and not too little or not too much.
2: Okay, Derek, Ken, I feel like I've taken up a lot of the questions. <laughs>
4: uh, um. Yeah, but you've also asked a lot, a lot that we, that we might know. have thought of.
1: <laughs> I love some improvisation. Improvisations. <laughs> oh, that's it's what, happens
4: when, it's what,
2: it's what happens when the three of us are so like-minded. Yeah, th- and that's the whole the show
0: when we have guests or anything. We don't have anything prepared beforehand. We like to just let it go and see where the conversation goes. <laughs>
4: I, I have like a that. question, something yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little curious about with this, with this type of book, how many drafts do you go through as compared to say, you know, a nonfiction type book? Oh,
1: good you gosh. know, it is in my experience. So it's kind of hard to say with Women of the Galaxy because we would like somehow just happen in batches, um, mm. which kind of was just because when I was writing it, like my first draft was due. Um, right after The Last Jedi came out. And then I still had Solo characters that Solo hadn't come out and Star Wars Resistance, which hadn't started. So I had to do those later. It's not a way I like to work. I like to get everything done and forget about it for a little while. Um, Right. So in this regard, the Jedi mind was much more straightforward. And I think I really only did a couple like – couple of solid round of like solid round of edits and then you know like copy edits at the end proofreading and stuff um Mm -hmm. and part of that very well could have been like there may have been more edits but my editor uh might have taken care of some of them but yeah I feel like I only did like really good two two drafts with like significant like let's change this and and rearrange this and other than that it was just usually like minor questions and that's the stuff that gets you like it's um, I joked about this with, with somebody recently, because there comes a point when you've had enough little comments or like you're in copy edits, and they're just, or Lucasfilm has like a few questions. You just get to the end and you're like, I never want to see this book again. Can we please, <laughs> I I thought I sent it off for the last time, three times ago. Um, and I'm at that stage now with the art of star Wars galaxy's edge. And I'm just like, can we just, <gasps> can we just be done with that book? I love it, but I'm like, oh.
2: Well, I I will ask on behalf of my daughter, because she's in bed right now because of school in the morning. Um, if you do a updated version of women in Star Wars, can you just rename Kira, Kira the Betrayer?
1: If I have that power, <laughs> yes. Because
2: I'll I'll ask her, there's Kara, you know, action figure. Do you want her? No, she's a portrayer. I I don't deal with portrayers. I'm like, Okay.
1: Smart. Very strong principles. I love it.
2: And she's only 10, about to turn 11.
1: Oh, boy, you're going to have your hands full, buddy.
2: Yes, I am. <laughs> um, you you just mentioned two words that are very close to home for me, which I'm upset that I, I have to burn comp tickets to get to because we're blacked out. Art of Galaxy's Edge. What can you tell us? What are you allowed to tell us about that book?
1: Oh, boy. So that one's it's it's so exciting it'll be out in april the end of april 2021 and mainly what i can say is you know if you are a fan of disney parks at all you know that imagineering well disney imagineering tends to keep things pretty under wraps you know we get treated to some of the concept art now and then on the disney parks blog or or through press releases and it's always lovely so what I will say, you know, especially going into this as a, you know, Disney parks and Star Wars are kind of my, my VIN. The, that Venn diagram is just a filled-in circle because um, I love <laughs> I love both those things so much. And what I have been tremendously um, happy about and surprised with throughout this process is um, Imagineering has just shared tons of, of art for for things you know that they you know because they blue sky they have all these big ideas and they're not all going to make it into the final land for a variety right. of reasons. So they they've been very generous with sharing you know some of those blue sky ideas and and their time with interviews and you know uh, i think doug when i talked to him doug chang mentioned you know they did approximately three feature films worth of art for this for wow. so you know not all of that's in the book because that that would be um i very heavy um <laughs> uh, that's all right but there's still hundreds and hundreds in there and i think folks who are into galaxy's edge are going to be very happy i certainly seeing the layout come together has been a treat
2: so i'm i'm gonna ask uh again like we talked about before show um maybe the only one out of the three of us who have been to celebration i'm also mm-hmm. the rubbing ol- it
1: again wow
2: mm-hmm. i'm also the only mm-hmm. one you like to turn the knife yeah i'm also the only one out of the three of us who's been to galaxy's edge but i have gotten them treat Ah, hey i've I've gotten you treats from galaxy's edge come on guys
1: oh that's nice
2: got you chance cubes and the hondo pop exclusive
1: that's a friend
2: indeed so um what about galaxy's edge is your favorite part
1: um, I mean, the Ronto wrap is pretty high up there, but uh, non-food <laughs> wise, it's really wondering – it's hard. I, I think it's, it's the market. The market. I love wondering uh-huh. around the market, the design they did there and the incredible work they did to make it look old and lived in and just full of history. Like yeah. when you're there, you know, I like to – at disneyland uh near the end of the market by their refreshers yep um and by the obelisk like there's just this like corner i like i like to claim and just people watch and like look up and take in the sounds and just soak in the atmosphere and i i love that so much and i'm Can't
2: wait to go back. As soon Mm -hmm. as they lift the the main gate blackouts for us, I've already got my spot staked out for where I'm going to camp for a couple hours on on a day off. And that's at one the outdoor. It's the outdoor table. As you come come through the door of docking bay seven to the outdoor patio, make that immediate right. And it's in that corner. There's that, there's a table. I don't know if California is the same.
1: I've been to Florida. so Florida's, to there's, Florida, the, yeah. there's that
2: table right there in the corner. That's where I would sit. So I could still, no one could sneak up behind me like a true, you know, thinking like a true scoundrel or smuggler, but I, (laughs) I, but I could scan out and see everything, see the world ahead. And and for me, that'd be, I'd be taking my laptop and working on, you know, my pot, you know, the, the websites for the podcast and just be in my happy spot. That's not with fam, my Disney happy spot yeah, and and just sit there and relax, you know, get a dessert, get a, a drink, you know, tea or something and just go right there and sit.
1: That sounds
2: so nice. So, um, but I did get the joy of, for my 50th birthday this year, spending the day at Galaxy's Edge and finally getting on Rise of Resistance.
1: Nice. I still haven't been on that.
2: Oh. <laughs>
1: I can't wait.
2: Okay. I won't rub that one in, but it was amazing. Mm. <laughs> I know, Derek, third dagger. <laughs> third dagger. I know. Mm-hmm.
1: Derek and Ken, like. I feel like they put up with this a lot, Mike. <laughs>
2: Sacrifices hey, I make. You
0: don't have to deal
1: with the um,
0: heat and humidity
1: of Florida. That's trade-off.
2: True. Sure.
4: Um, sure, sure.
2: Mandalorian's coming up. Yes. What are you What are you looking forward? Now, now we're starting to hit that editor side from Nerdist with you. What are you looking forward to, to Mandalorian?
1: Oh, I mean obviously more of the child is, is pretty high up there. My my child from Sideshow Collectibles, the life size one's arriving this week and I cannot oh. wait to I really I keep teasing, I really wanna get a stroller and treat it as if it is an actual baby and walk around the neighborhood. Um
0: I mean it's not an actual baby.
1: Oh, I'm sorry to bring it to no, it is. It's fine. Um, But other than that, like, dude, I really am stoked about getting into like, why does, how did Moff Gideon get the Darksaber and just digging hopefully more into Mandalorian, like what's been happening between, you know, where we last saw, I guess, Star Wars Rebels was the last in the timeline, the last meaty Mandalorian Um, kind of lore that we had so yeah That I'm really looking forward to to hopefully more of that from a fan perspective and a an editor perspective like things to write about like I hope because it's also fun like to get to introduce like Maybe folks who haven't seen the animated series, like when the dark saber popped up at the end of Mandalorian last year, and oh. people like were like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Oh, you have no idea what you have!" Like I'm so excited because you have a uh, you have this whole other <laughs> Star Wars thing to explore, and it's rad. I
2: I, I thought, okay, we 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 see Jawas picking picking at the Tie Fighter. Cool. This is how it's going to end. A little bit of a cliffhanger. No big deal. I mean, this is an acceptable one, and then to hear the hum and see the the glow of the dark saber poke through. I'm like, no, you can't do that to us. No, there's got to be another episode. No, this can't be it. That's so
1: good. I remember uh, I made like a noise loud enough. I'm like, like afterwards, I'm like, sure, the neighbor's going to come check because <laughs> I, I was so excited to see the dark saber.
2: Your speculation. Uh, if you're able to provide it safely, because um, I know how touchy, you know, having Disney ties, h- how touchy things can be. Um, your speculation on who Sasha Banks is in the show.
1: Oh, gosh. So it's easy for me to speculate because I know absolutely nothing about The Mandalorian um, other than what we've seen. Perfect. And and I, I don't, I
2: don't, I I don't want to get you in trouble. I know. I That's the fine line. That. That's the fine line we have to ride here is. I, I knew stuff about Galaxy's Edge as other shows were talking about I was like yeah we're not going to because it's my job. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can't.
1: Feel that. Um I don't really I know I've seen like people like theorizing that it's uh Barris um or I or no, an inquisitor I don't know. I hope she's a new character. That's my speculation of someone we're okay. we're not aware of and See, I, maybe I, has had. Yeah.
2: I think she's too young for Barris.
1: Yeah, I agree. And she also doesn't have the. No, she did have face markings, didn't she?
2: No, she's no, she's clean face. DNA, but that's, she's also doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean what that.
1: Really cool is um. I go. I actually listened to the New Day's
0: podcast, WWE Tag Team New Day, and they actually had her on there last week or the week before. And she could say absolutely nothing, but you. She almost cried when she said when all she said was, "Yes, I'm in Star Wars." Oh, uh,
2: I, <laughs> I, I, I need to go. I
0: listen. I go listen. And it was and it was she said it was basically her first acting gig yeah so you to what an act- that. that's
2: awesome see the reason why i say it's not barris is if it was barris then it would be an older actress like rosario dawson is with ahsoka since yeah. ahsoka are about the same age
1: yeah it's been like a solid 30 years
2: yeah roughly. so so it would it would put ahsoka Barris right around the age of 40
1: yeah so yeah too so. young and then Yeah, I hope she's somebody we haven't met before, because that's always fun.
2: Would you accept it if she was Sabine? Would would she be who you would expect, who you would envision as Sabine if if it was?
1: I'd be totally down for that, though. I'd be like curious to know why Sabine is wearing such a lack of bold colors. But if she's in hiding or in disguise, that would make perfect sense. This is true, too. Gosh, I can't believe that's coming so soon. What a bright spot. Good <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> nice you
0: know, recording. We, we got to. two more nights. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, one yeah. more night.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we're recording. Yeah. Now, as you're listening to the show, it's out. Go watch it. now. Well, fin- finish. Tell fin- them
0: everybody listening to this show has already watched it.
1: <laughs> fi-
2: finish this episode and go back and watch it again.
1: It does hold up really well, like yes. Because whole first season, like watch an episode, then rewatch it for the next episode, and just rewatched it again last week, and it's.
2: I did. I did Ugh, the same I thing. I just rewatched the whole series or the whole season again last week to prepare for this week.
1: And I will say that the Mando. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say the Mando tie-in to Jedi Mind. As I listen to that soundtrack, like that's a good writing soundtrack for me. So I have I've listened to it uh, just on endless (laughs) repeat this past year.
2: Okay, well, well, this
0: brings in another question that I've had discussions on my other podcast and stuff about um, because there's there uh, with the way the different streaming services work. Some are streaming. uh, You can binge it all all at once. Some put it out weekly. We've talked about on here how I love that this was done um, weekly. But um, what, what's your preference on something like this? Would the, would this work well as first time you see it to be a binge show? Like we've all I, seen both ways. We've binged it, and we've seen it weekly.
1: <laughs> I think weekly, just for this show and in mm. general, I think it's more fun because the conversations last longer. You have something to look yeah. forward to every week if you're if it's something you're into. And and as much as I am down for a plop my butt on the couch and get snacks and uh, binge something all day, um, if it's a new show, like you know, you binge a season and then three weeks later you've not, not forgotten about it, but that you're on to something else and yeah, so I support weekly releases
4: all the way. Yeah, and, and plus that way like if if it's released all at once, some people watch the whole thing all at once, some people don't get to So I think I think you have more there's more like you said more conversation about it, yeah. more well oh, for us, this podcast it's podcast material.
1: This yeah, content. same. Like for me, it's like <laughs> that's web, it's content for the web, like for Nerdist, like yeah, it just works better for us that way too.
0: And also, it takes up more time in your brain by doing it. Yes. Like you said, if you binge it, you binge the whole thing and within two or three weeks. You're you've not totally forgot it, but it's something that already happened. You're moving on. Yeah. If you got if you're watching something for two months, that's two months that you're thinking about what's going on, how's it going to happen, and it's like if they, if we had binged the from the beginning all at once. I don't know if it would be as, I mean, all of us would still love it just as much, but right. I don't know if it would have hit the, um, the collective consciousness of the general population as hard. It will hit your head
4: and your mind and your brain. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it would not have been as big in the mainstream audience because how many people didn't see the first week, but it, through word of mouth on second or third week, they went back and rewatched or watched the beginning to catch up and then watched the show.
1: Yeah. I think you're totally yeah. right. Oh, all yeah.
2: right. Uh, I guess finally, before we wrap up, tell us a little bit about the podcast that, that you're involved with.
1: Well, yeah, so I co-host the lot Taste with Leia podcast. I've been doing that with with my friend um drea for uh I don't remember the number of years, but we're actually about to hit episode fifty, um which for us is a milestone and and it's going to be our last ep- our last episode actually. Um, oh, no, yeah, we' just we've had a, a great time recording and we just feel like we've hit a that's a good ending place as as we've both gotten busier um but you know she's one of my closest friends she lives two blocks from me. Um, So, so pre-pandemic times, I just, you know, would go over to her house. Sometimes I'd walk over and record. And we definitely from the beginning tried to make it very like, Hey, we're just like two people hanging out talking about star Wars. Like this is chill um, welcoming. And Andrea is, you know, so smart and she brings that her experience as a psychologist to star Wars in such a way that is, always just i learned something every episode and sometimes i'm like i don't even know what to say to follow that because you were just so articulate and on the nose that i'm we're good um so yeah lattes with leia there's a that catalog if you want to dive in but yeah we'll, we'll be wrapping up with a grand finale hopefully this uh december
2: oh i'm sorry to see you guys go
1: i enjoyed listening to the show oh thank you thank you it's been fun it's a uh, can't I know we only did one episode a month so which has been like i can't remember i think so that would be like 50 like i think for we started out in the coffee with kenobi network back back in the day um somehow it was it's just, and it was always just it's been a delight to like you know when you're busy like this is our this is the time we're going to hang out every month and we're going to catch up and then do our show and so yeah i'll miss that
2: and then i introduced you as a editor for the Nerdist. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what you do over at the Nerdist as well. That way we we encompass a little bit of everything.
1: Please, I love it. I'm the managing editor there. And, um, you know, really, I I write, I do write for the site, but a lot of my work is uh, working with the other editors and our staff writers and freelancers and and making sure, you know, we post things and looking at analytics. It it combines a lot of the things I love, which is being organized and diving into numbers and also being creative. and I get to work with so many talented writers and learn about, because that's what I love about, you know, I know my job is not like entertainment reporting is not going to um, change the world. Like, I'm very aware of that. But I think a lot of uh, you know, stories are important, important, fiction is important and getting perspectives on that.
4: Um, I think from, it helps it's like nowadays. yes. If,
1: yeah. if we can give someone like a little distraction to like, there's value in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I love, I work with like the uh, a, a terrific team and um, just always, I, you know, find a lot of thoughtful, we try to put up fun stuff and a lot of thoughtful stuff too. when we can
2: you guys have any final questions for, for Amy?
0: I think we've covered it for this time around. We, I do reserve the right to have her back on the show though.
1: <sighs> okay. okay <fair>. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be my pleasure
2: motion passed, second motion made seconded and passed so
0: hey we're we're gonna have to have a couple round tables coming up soon anyway yes because man is gonna have plenty of stuff to talk about
1: oh yeah better if you need someone to come on and talk for 30 minutes just about the child you ring me up anytime
2: (laughs) you got it uh (laughs) where can people find you online
1: Folks can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Amy underscore geek. If you visit my website, com, you can uh, get all the pre order links for my upcoming books and work and sign up for my newsletter. And yes, that is, that is all the places. Okay.
2: Uh, I'm going to leave it here um, before we let Amy go. This Sunday, well, as as this show has dropped, the great hyperspace chase has begun. So go to Action Bound, download the app, and then uh, stay tuned to Twitter to find out how you load our, our chase. So you could possibly win some great prizes before the end of the year. So... Um, nice little scavenger hunt to for everyone to start partaking in. It's be our first run. And like any rookie pilots, the hyperspace lanes are going to be a little rough, but we'll get through it. Uh, thank you, Amy, for joining us. It, it was a blast.
1: Thank you, Mike and Derek and Ken. I appreciate you all having me and, and being up for talking about Jedi Mind. And, um, yeah, I just am grateful. Certainly. Well...
2: So, we want to thank Amy for coming on the show. Uh, that was a fun interview, guys. Yeah. So, uh, Monday, big event on StarWars.com. And I'm excited about quite a few of these items. Other yeah. items are got me a little pissed off, but... <laughs>
0: a little bit. Well, no, no, no. it's not the items. It, uh, it, uh, it, it's not Hasbro. It's not it's um it's most retailers of it,
2: it's Target. It's re- Target uh,
0: well, it's Target and Walmart
2: primarily. Yep.
0: But because I looked in um if you look at any of the stuff that's on Shop Disney or the Disney stores, it uh, all of it has either limit 1 or limit 2. Right. Everything.
2: Well, Target's supposed to
0: well, not according to their website or because, their apps.
2: Because I went to get check the pre-order on R5P8 and it accidentally had three in there, and it said you're beyond your limit for that particular order. So that's
0: weird. I've never seen that there.
2: It doesn't say it, but it stops you right away. But Monday was Mando Mondays, which apparently this is going to be a thing every Monday. So we'll be recapping it every Wednesday when we record. Um, So they're doing these Mando Mondays, introducing new merch. And I'm sure some of this new merch will be related to the episode that just came out. Oh, yeah. Well, if you watch the Mando uh,
0: Monday video, they um, Andy had actually the uh, poster book in front of her. And she, she even said on there, like, I, we're not allowed to even open this because of spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So they can show you the cover and that was it.
2: So, uh, again, you've seen the video. Derek, did you get a chance to watch the video? Yep. Anything particular that caught your
4: fancy? I want that remote control baby Yoda. Yeah. <sighs> yeah.
0: Well there's actually three different animatronic ones that they have um that's the Mattel one then that one's no, I awesome. want the
4: remote control one, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> the
0: Mattel one. That's the Mattel one. Yeah, I want to chase
4: my cats with it.
0: If I if I remember right, hang on, I'm a, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it up here because I'm on the um, Mandalorian Monday site. That's I believe that's a Disney, a Shop Disney and Disney Parks exclusive.
2: I think it is.
0: And it's one of the ones. This one actually has a limit one on the Shop Disney website. Oh, I didn't even notice that. You see what the remote is? It's the tracking. file. It's actually a tracker. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it apparently has a mode where you can have it follow you.
0: Yeah, it just follows you around the house.
2: Yeah, which is cool, which is very cool. Zoe first thought that it was a, a gauntlet, one of Mando's gauntlets, because she's asking Santa for this for her birthday, or for Christmas. Uh-huh. Santa for her birthday. Santa for Christmas. So, see if Santa delivers.
0: But yeah, they have a really good picture of the um, remote, if you actually go through the vi- stuff on Shop yeah, Disney.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, since we're talking the plushes, uh, there's the Hasbro animatronic edition with 25 sound and motion combinations. And I actually saw this one at the store the other day.
0: Yeah. I think I've seen this one there, too. It's... Yeah, the site that shop, or that um, Star Wars takes you is Walmart, and according to them, they still have them, so...
2: This is... You know, fifty nine bucks for this one, or seventy nine, or how much is the other one? Sixty nine
0: for the uh, eighty okay. for the Mattel one.
2: Sixty for this one, which is by Mattel as well, and it just stands there and does nothing.
0: Uh, no, that one's the Hasbro. Is it Hasbro? I thought yeah, it was this Mattel. This Hasbro, and
2: it It's it, it 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 talking and moves
0: its heads and stuff around. Just does a walk. Everything else it does.
2: So fifty nine for that, or seventy bucks for the remote control. I'm paying the 20 bucks more or 11 bucks more.
0: Yeah. Well, Hasbro also has an upgraded version of this. If you look the next one over, the animatronic toy from Hasbro that comes with the carrier is 80.
2: Yeah. And you're paying for the it carrier. Comes with
0: its own little bag to carry him around in,
2: which also doubles as a blanket. If yes. I re- remember things right. And like okay, cool. That's awesome. Um the Lego Child. Uh, I'm assuming that's a UCS series, like the Porg. Uh, that one's cute. It's pretty decent.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that was another one that I'm seeing a um, pattern here. This one is also uh, eighty dollars.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see what else was there? Ah. Since we're staying with Hasbro, let's talk about the Vintage Collection. Gideon with his dark saber
0: he's cool looking
2: Din Djarin comes with baby Yoda and his helmet comes off on that one yeah and everyone's been making fun of the sculpt of the head
0: that's just because they know they can't get a hold of one so they're going to complain about it and yeah. make fun of it
2: yeah um, what was the other there's another oh, this vintage one
0: actually, According to this, they um Walmart has them still available for pre order for this one for the three yep. three quarter size.
2: Which I'm surprised.
0: Yeah. No, the one I really want's the Black Series one, and that's way gone.
2: Yeah. Uh there is a three and three quarter inch Death Trooper, uh in a carbonized uh carbonized collection, which I'm not sure what is carbonized about it.
0: Yeah, let me find him.
2: Oh, so they might put a little metallic sheen on it.
0: Yeah, that's what it is.
2: Because uh, there's a Mando collection carbonized. Yeah, they just have a metallic sheen. Um, also, in that line is a Remnant Stormtrooper and Cara Dune. So there's four yeah. figures there. Uh, um, these
0: was the ones we saw that, um, last month when they first announced everything. Right. Oh, these ones.
2: Uh, we talked last month about the Funko Pops.
0: Oh, yeah. So it we see we the fighter. Fu- Wait, that's not the one.
2: I was going to say, if you, so we, we talked about the Gamorrean fighter. Then there's the Mandalorian flying with blaster, which we didn't know about. Yeah. The Mandalorian yeah, with the child cool. flying, which is pretty cool. And Cora Dune, you also had the myth role, who don't we see him briefly in the trailer? He's been thawed. Yeah, he's no he's no longer frozen fish. If you click on um, actually
0: his picture on the um, Star dot com website, it takes you to the Amazon Funko store page and it has a whole list of everything that they have Mandalorian for Funko. Yeah, there's some stuff I didn't even know they had.
2: Uh, there's also uh, Funko pop uh, the child in the bag, which was pretty cool as well. Um, and the pricings on these are not bad.
0: Oh, I think I just uh, found a spoiler from Amazon, possibly. The
2: uh, I love the twenty four ninety nine one diorama set with Mandalorian yeah. and. And child in the pram well i the like desert. the one
0: where mandalorian is riding a to blur too yeah
2: so what's your spoiler that you think you, cut? you
0: scroll down to the third row up from the bottom all the way on the right the green mandalorian we've never seen her before that's a female mandalorian you can tell no, we, listed as a covert mandalorian multicolor we, have we, we seen s- that one
2: yes she was in uh episode three
0: Okay, Cause because almost looks like Sabine on a different paid job.
2: That this this is from the series one set because you got Zero down there and and, uh, and the Heavy Gunner Mando and those are from the original original uh, Mando line.
0: Once again, that's not the Heavy Gunner Mando. That's the John Favreau pop pop vinyl. All
2: right, give you credit for that. <laughs> um, there are. Just trying to think what else came out that was talked. Oh, they, they
0: focused on the four big ones there. The um, the two black series, the uh, Mattel walking around, yeah, uh, child, and then the um, the three and three quarters inch vintage. Uh, the Monopoly and set. The focus of it this time.
2: Then the Monopoly set.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. There's two that, versions of that.
2: Yes, They're And the only difference between the two is. One comes with a retro Stormtrooper, retro figure Stormtrooper, which leads me to the set, the collection I want. They are doing a Star Wars retro collection. Remember, we saw these with... Star Wars, I don't remember if they did them with Empire as well, where they're basically reproducing the original Kenner figures as is, so they're breaking out the Kenner molds. Yeah. If if you got Leia, she has the vinyl cape, just like back in the day. The, the weapons are the exact molds from back in the day. Uh, well, with this, they're doing... In that retro collection, they're doing Grief, which is Carl Weathers' character, the child, IG-11, Cara Dune, the Mandalorian, Quill, and Gideon. In this five points of articulation, Mando, Gideon, and Grief all have the vinyl capes like back in the day. Mm -hmm. And the molds and the face
0: sculpts look terrible in all the best ways that they're supposed to.
2: Exactly like, like they're supposed to. And I noticed too with Quill, his is a it's a new Ugnot sculpt. I mean, even the face is new. It's it's not like the originals. And I think it's cool too, like with his outfit. It's this yellow top with green sleeves, and you know the neck wrap in brown, and he's wearing green pants. We know he, it wasn't this vibrant in the show. Yeah. But we're getting it here, which is awesome. Absolutely awesome. And I wish Gideon came with the Darksaber on this. But Gideon's is, oh, my Lord.
0: It's very reminiscent of a Darth Vader almost.
2: Yeah. This one is super nice. (sighs) Grief is super nice. Um, And it actually looks like they set it up where you could put the gun in the holster on grief which would be a first that would be a first because they didn't do that with the original
0: figures let me click on here and see it looks like it because you can get a little closer look if you actually go to the posting.
2: car looks great as well on this
0: and actually if you look this is the um, second season grief carga yeah she's actually got the um the the gray goatee and mustache instead of just the black mustache
2: yeah this is the this set, i definitely want they're not really they're not released until uh may
0: this was wrong the According release in amazon, may of next year well, maybe not okay because amazon has it as july 1st uh
2: sure. target has them for may 1st
0: that's probably already sold out there anyway
2: no i was on it yesterday not sold out
4: not to be a, a blasphemer but i'm not really a fan of those hey ah, and, that's, and that's cool I mean, I'm I'm absolutely fine with
2: you not being a fan with that. I mean, everyone's got their own thing they want to collect. For me, yeah, I, less- I like I like the look of these. I I hit that super nostalgia with it. Um and I do have quite a few of the retro uh, of the original Kinder figures. Um, that it's just, for me, I don't know if this is one that I would leave on the card and hang on the wall or do I let them breathe? I would love to get two sets. That way I have a set to put back and a set to to let breathe, but I don't, I don't know if these are truly going to be that valuable down the road.
0: Yeah, probably, well, if, probably not. The one for me, if that if I got this child with the, um, the pram or whatever they call it, that one I would probably have to um, get out of the package and set up. That one I
4: kind of do like. That's the only one I really do like. See, for me, I think I would probably
2: let these breathe, but also try to contact Hasbro and go, can I just get cards? <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just want I want the cards for the art. Well, for I mean, that
0: you could probably just download the image of it off the card and then print yeah, it off on your own.
2: It's not the same.
0: Yeah, really. It's, well,
2: it's not the same.
0: The one thing with this child in this size, it lo- it looks very much just like a uh, Yoda that they just reprinted.
2: Actually, <laughs> it actually, does not have
0: much of a difference.
2: It's actually smaller than the Yoda, yeah. than the actual Yoda. I have that. I have an actual Yoda. I have an orange snake that I'm staring at right now. It's smaller than the orange snake. I I, I can tell and you know,
0: that. What's nice with Derek not liking this series. That's one less person you got to fight to get them. True. Yeah.
2: Very true. But I I know when they did the. For New Hope, the the retro series, there I'm like, yeah. If I'm gonna do this, I'll just go get the originals.
4: Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think, but I for like, them, I like the original toys,
2: but I, they, it's just not my thing. But for me, I think having these and the fact that they're stylized like the originals is what's got my interest, and and that's what I would do with my collection. Is like okay, okay. I'm gonna do the Mando set, just like I'm doing uh, with, just like I'm working on with my Galaxy Edge. Yeah, collecting.
0: Well, th- I'm hoping that um, they have printed on the bottom of the foot or on the back of one of the legs the actual um, or Kenner or Hasbro and the date and stuff mm-hmm. like they did for some of the ones like in the 90s with the Power Force line. That's how you could tell which figure they were. Was It actually was printed yeah. on there, there well, in the mold.
2: I, I think this one with these they need to say Kenner Retro on the bottom. Yeah. Not Hasbro but Kenner Retro. But hey, I'll let you guys know in eight months <laughs> when they come <laughs> out. Um for for me, though, it's uh, like we said when, when we had uh, JTC over on Mighty Marvel Geeks when he was talking about uh, the artwork he did for the cards for uh, the Marvel retro line. Kenner Hasbro needs to go ahead and bring back officially, not for nostalgia, but officially and even create a sub website on the Hasbro site for Kenner for anything they do retro. Because if you if you notice, you look at the vintage collection, whereas the newer figures, the cards still look like the original cards, and they say Kenner on that.
0: It wouldn't cool. last more than a year or so. This is the problem. Because yeah. anytime anytime Hasbro does Hasbro does stuff like that once in a while. With um, I I remember mostly from Wizards of the Coast stuff. Wizards of the Coast will break off and have another line going in Wizards of the Coast, and every couple of years Hasbro goes through and just guts it all. It goes back to the main line, and that's all you get. Yeah, but then, they, that, then you get two or three years. To start spreading out again and then they gut it and bring it right back to normal.
2: Yeah, but they've been they've been consistent whether it's the Black Series or or the three and three quarter inch If it's the vintage card, the card says Kenner on it.
0: Yeah. But they won't brand it as a Kenner toys. I see that because it's a nostalgia thing. And
2: I think that's where they need to continue the nostalgia and keep, but just go ahead and brand it Hasbro's Kenner retro or Kenner vintage line.
0: The problem is the, um, the marketing guys and the executives will look at it. Oh, you're going to confuse the brands.
2: No, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't but think this so. This is
0: not us. This is not us looking at it. This is yeah. people that just look at oh. the numbers.
2: Okay, then then let's go with the rant. Uh, when you when we talked earlier tonight, because you were needing um some login info yeah. um for for the server. We were we were getting starting to talk about how we're Hasbro's making tons of these figures. Yeah. But they're not of- but they're not showing up in stores. And then we've got the issue just like we had with the Galaxy's Edge stuff when that was first introduced with Target. Things are selling out within a half hour, within minutes almost
0: on the websites. Yeah, well, also I think because um, you you had found out from James, our buddy over at Pop Insider, that um, it looks like Hasbro is producing plenty of this.
2: He's been to the warehouses and seen where there's rows upon rows of all of this.
0: So that's where it's coming down to. It's like because uh, for how long we've been complaining that Hasbro's not making enough. For l- like, so if Hasbro is making enough, the problem is it's uh, places like Walmart, Target, and Amazon. Not they don't care who buys it as long as it's all bought.
2: Well, and, so and, if, yeah. if,
0: if and, their employees are buying it or people are buying fifteen of them on the um, I checked on uh, main one was we looked at the I told you that um the one I wanted to hear from that came out. The, or that I was talking about this week was the Black Series Din Jarn that comes with the child and the Pram and all that stuff. Yep. That Target exclusive and it's sold out before it even hit the store or before it even hit the website almost. Yeah. But, um, mm. I checked it's already there's I already found three or four of them on eBay starting at a hundred dollars.
2: Yeah. Jeez. And uh, and they're listed on and target at thirty four ninety nine.
0: It doesn't even come out for two weeks.
2: Uh, actually, no. That set mm-hmm. comes out December 1st.
0: Oh, is that? Okay. That one's even farther out. Yeah. And it's already on eBay. So it's like, oh yeah. like I said, Walmart, Target, Amazon doesn't care who buys it or how many they buy because the money's still coming in. Yeah. They're getting the money yeah. either way.
4: Yeah. As long as it sells.
0: Well, especially like a Walmart and Target, they're in the business of selling shelf space. Mm-hmm. So they want that to sell as quick as possible so they can put something else in that spot and sell it.
2: Yeah. But it's, it's not an issue of sh- shelf space. Because if it was an issue of, self, of shelf space, then Walmart wouldn't have the Star Wars section so bare and empty for however long it's been. And like I said, they don't care because they, it being
0: bare and empty means it's sold. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But if, what it is also, I believe that shelf space, when, they, when it's sold for a certain thing, they have a certain amount of time that they have to actually keep that available. So even if it's empty, they still have to, it's leased for a certain amount of time type of deal. Yeah. I think that's the way those work. So yeah. like, say you get this series of figures, ha, it gets these pegs and for like a month or two months. Right. And if there's nothing else there, it's all sold out that they don't care. It's or They, they made their money. Now it's time to get ready for the next thing. Yeah.
2: Why do so uh, you
0: get such great deals on clearance stuff when they're trying to clear the shelves for the next item?
2: Now also highlighted on the uh, Mando Mor- Monday section on StarWars.com, if you click electronics First thing listed: Biddy Boomers, The Mandalorian, and Child Two Pack. Mm. Our good old friends at Biddy Boomers, and hey, use the code WEBEGEEKS, Geeks, all one word, for fifteen percent off your your purchase. It's a they sound deal. awesome. Great deal. Um, for home, hey Derek, did you ever get your child ornament? Did you do Not that pre order? No. No. It looks gorgeous. My mother-in-law ordered one for uh, Zoe back on May 4th, uh, and it just came in a couple weeks ago. Well, I usually get those from my dad for Christmas, so we'll see what happens. I'm hoping—I want to get the Mandalorian ornament to go with it, but apparently they have itty-bitties, which are the plushes that they sell there. There's a child and Mandalorian itty-bitty. Nice. Uh, What else do they have? They they've got some of the stuff that they highlighted in the in the video like the Pyrex set. Oh yeah.
0: That's Those are pretty actually cool. Easily priced too. Yeah. The four quart just bowl by itself with the lid is like $10. The sets of 4 is like 40 bucks. That's it's, not that's bad not for cookware. That's not bad. It's
2: not bad for Pyrex. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't see... There's the waffle maker. I don't see the toaster, though. Um, The toaster was kind of cool. Yeah. I I mean, it's
0: the same as you've seen any of the other ones. like Darth Vader and all the other ones, but... Uh,
2: They also show on this, the Gimme Industries Star Wars, five foot, the child with candy cane inflatable. (laughs) Guess what's going up in the front
4: yard this year? Because we already have it. Well, unfortunately, my wife hates inflatables, so we can't do it, but...
0: I'm more of, for me, it's more of probably just too lazy to go out
2: there and do it and have to plug it in every day. And <laughs> um, and then we found out that uh, some video digital extras, there's a, from uh, Zen Pinball, there, there's a new Mandalorian pinball tale table coming. And they said actually for that pinball
0: table, you actually the scene around the pinball table is they're actually playing on the razor crest. Yeah. Yeah. I love
2: I love their I love their their pinballs. Uh Disney Emoji Blitz is gonna have a Mando um see it's listed on their site. You you go it takes you to the Mando store. Where's the events? When does that start? It's not listed on their site. On the Emoji Blitz site, but it's coming. Um, they talk about there's going to they be. Said they're starting out. I think they said in the video – It's supposed to be this uh, weekend. We
0: start to get Quill. No, that was in that was for um, Galaxy
2: uh, it's of Heroes. Just Heroes. Quills yeah. this weekend, but there's supposed to be something with uh, Mandalorian. I think this weekend. I think they're getting through Halloween first. So yeah, probably Sunday. Uh, also, too, some add-ons for. Uh, Star Wars squadrons Mm -hmm. like a baby Yoda bobblehead or dangle or whatever it was.
0: Well, the one that surprised still haven't played yet.
2: Oh, good game. I
0: Uh, I still not got squadrons yet either.
2: I just got, I completed the first round of um, rebel missions because you, you start off as an Imperial pilot for the training and then you jump briefly to rebel for a bit more training, and then you continue as a rebel for your first-round missions in story mode. Then from there, you jump back over to Imperial, and I am just jumped back into the Imperial. And so far, ship-wise, I've flown a regular TIE, a uh, an X-Wing, and an A-Wing, and I really like the A-Wing, flying the A-Wing. Yeah. I really like it, so... Um well all the video game stuff the one that really surprised me
0: was you are getting Mandalorian content in Star Wars the Old Republic they're still supporting it and putting new stuff out yeah. oh yeah. right yeah that is Me awesome. Too. I was like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. I've played it. I've played it a little bit way, like four or five years ago. I was, I've thought about, um, redownloading it again, but it's just a matter of, I don't have a lot of time to put into an MMO. MMOs no. suck a lot of your life away.
4: Yeah. yeah. Uh, my first thought when I saw that was what game is that? And I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. So,
2: um, I do have up on Twitter on our Twitter page at Wookie radio, uh, a link to where you could go back and watch the video for, uh, mando mondays and every week i will be adding the current mando Mond- monday video uh as it's released
0: the cool thing with this week's video was they actually had john esposito and carl weathers on there yeah and um each of them had gotten yeah. care packages to show off some of the stuff too and john yeah. carlo you can tell but well, both of them were really excited about the stuff that they were seeing and the, uh, yep. they love being in this
2: yeah yeah on that note there's only one thing left to be said
0: give the evacuation code signal
3: I can hold it. Pull on. No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.
4: For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic before the Dark.
1: I'm Brittany Matrino.
0: And I'm Martha Bartlett. We've been nerds since day one, and we love to talk.
1: And now we're your
4: hosts of But, but First, Let's, Let's talk, talk Nerdy.
0: Come listen if you like anything from comics,
3: anime, video games, sci-fi, and even history.
4: Just sit back, relax, even join us with a drink in hand, because we'll have one in ours too, and come talk nerdy with us
0: every Tuesday. We are now a proud member of the ESO Network, and you can download wherever
1: you like to listen. See you next Tuesday.
3: This has been a Weeby Geeks production.